Chapter Seven of the Daredevil by Maria Thompson Davies. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Like Many Waters. Chapter Seven, The Girl Bunch. And if I felt in that manner as I entered the house, I felt it to a still greater degree when I was welcomed by that most lovely old black slave woman of the high temper and good cookery. She opened the door for us herself, though a nice boy the color of a chocolate bonbon stood in waiting to perform that office. She had a spoon in her hand, and upon her head was a spotless white turban, as also was an apron of equal spotlessness tied around her very large waist. You, Mas Robert, you done come home from the heathen land to keep my food waitin', just like your father did from the minute I untied him from my apron string. Come right into the dining room for my gravy curdles and the liver wing I done saved for you gets too brown in the skillet. Was all of the introduction or greeting that she gave to me as she waddled along behind Mr. Buzz Clendenning and myself, driving us down the hall and into the dining room. Mass Buzz, how is your mother? I allowed to get over to see her as soon as this ruckus of young masses coming home is over. Now here's the place for you both and that no count boy will bring your dinner proper to you, or he'll be skunt alive. With which she departed through a door, from which came an aroma that led to madness of hunger, and left the bonbon servant to attend us. Gee, I hope Kizzy killed by the half-dozen last night. If there aren't three chickens apiece, you'll be hungry late long, said Mr. Buzz Clendenning, with a laugh as he seated himself beside me, and unfolded his napkin. I wish that you might call me Robert, Mr. Clendenning. I said, with a great friendliness, as I ate a food that I had not before tasted, and that I did so much like, that I was tempted to steal some to put in my pocket, for fear I would come to believe that I had dreamed it to exist. It is called corn-pone, and is made of maize, and it will be found in some form at every meal upon my uncle, the General Robert's table, good Kizzy assured me, as I made her a compliment about it. Though the name of that son of our great Napoleon is very dear to me, I added at his quick glance, fearing he might think me offended at what is called a nickname. Sure, Bobby, and you'll forget that I wouldn't let you kiss me, won't you? He answered as he drew back from the table and lit a cigarette after passing me the case. Everybody calls me Buzz the Bumblebee because of a historic encounter of mine with a whole nest of bumblebees right out here in the general's garden. It is a title of heroism, and I'd like to have you use it as if we'd been kids together as we were slated to have been. Gee, I bet you could have beat the bees down some. You looked all soft to me when I first saw you, but you are so quick and lithe and springy that you must be some steel. What do you weigh out, stripped? Er, er, about one-thirty, I answered, and I made a resolve not to blush or show anything of embarrassment, no matter what was to be said to me in my estate of a young gentleman and I made this note to myself that it is a great pleasure and interest to sit beside a nice young man with a cigarette in his mouth, and one in my hand as if for smoking, which I do not like to do from its bitterness, and converse with him about matters of good sense, without having in any way to use that coquetry which breaks into small sections the usual conversation between a man and a woman of enthusiastic youngness. I tip at one fifty-two, but I'm an inch and a half taller. Do you run? You're good and deep-chested, he further inquired. And it was with difficulty that I again controlled the blush. I fence, and I'm large of lung, I answered quickly. 
ride anything ever fold i answered in words i had heard my father use about my horsemanship don't smoke don't like it golf some wild i play a hurry game myself he laughed dance with a greatness of pleasure i answered after that for a time he puffed at his cigarette and i looked around the long dining-room that was almost as large as the dining-hall at the chateau de grey and which was dark and rich and full of old silver on the sideboard and old portraits on the walls finally my buzz put out the stub of his cigarette in his saucer and looked me keenly in the face as he raised my eyes to his booze he asked quietly no that's good old top me neither say let's go call on sue and you can get a nice little initiation into the girl bunch before the general stops you by locking you away from them i wish that i might but i must unpack my bags and write the letters to small pierre and my nurse nanette also be ready for translations for my uncle the general robert when he arrives will you persuade the lovely mademoiselle sue that she save one little dance for me on that evening of tuesday i said as we rose and walked down the long hall towards the wide door under the budding rose-vine she'll dead sure give you one of mine he answered me with a laugh but come along with me now leglon the general won't be home until night i laid some letters on his desk that will hold him and governor bill until sunset they'll have pie and milk sent in and work it all out together what's the use of having them to watch the affairs of the state of harpeth for us if we don't use the time they are on watch and having some joy life come on i go i made answer with a great pleasure then we descended to the gray car of much speed and did use that speed in turning many streets until we came to another very fine old house where i was informed by mr buzz clendenning resides that mademoiselle susan of so much loveliness and it is of a truth that i discovered that loveliness to be as great as was told to me by her true lover when i raised my head from the kiss of presentation i gave to her hand i looked into very deep and very wonderful girl eyes that had in their depths tears that were for a sympathy for me i knew my heart of an exile beat very high in my own girl's breast that ached for the refuge of her woman's arms and i must have partly betrayed my yearning to her for i saw an expression of confused question come into her eyes that looked into mine then the beautiful thing that had come into my mr buzz clendenning's eyes for me came also into hers in place of the question i saw then in those eyes a sister born to the boy robert carruthers of a great french strangeness i've been thinking about you all morning mr carruthers and hoping buzz would bring you with him to see me first of all i wanted to be the first one of the girls to say welcome home to you and as she spoke those words of much tenderness i again bent over her hand in salutation because i could give forth no words from my throat sue you are the real sweet thing and now notice me a bit will you said my fine mr buzz clendenning with both emotion and teasing in his voice i know i haven't got french manners and don't look like leglon but i'm an affectionate rough jewel please don't mind buzz mr carruthers he just can't help buzzing isn't it great about the dance tuesday night i fought hard to save you from a horrid long banquet with a lot of solemn men i ought to be the belle of the ball and you and buzz will be ungrateful if you neglect me and as she made these remarks for laughter i liked still more this new friend 
you are the good thoughtful little missionary to the foreigner susan i suppose you wanted to stay at home and tat socks while bobby and i dined and wined not was the very unappreciative answer that was made to her by that buzz for always i will be your humble slave mademoiselle susan was the answer i made into her laughing eyes all the evening i will wait in loneliness for the small crumbs of dance that you throw to me that will do robert you don't know how spoiled susan is and you're making trouble for me besides you haven't seen the baby bell in war paint yet let's go call on her now and that mr buzz clendenning was in a moment ready for making more new friends for me come on susan we can tie prince bob on the running board why there's bell at the gate now and yes it's mrs whitworth with her i wonder when she came from new york said mademoiselle susan as we went to meet the guests approaching i on the one side of her and the mr buzz on the other End of chapter 7